This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. Hi everybody, I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is with Iowa State football coach Matt Campbell. We'll hit on a variety of topics, everything from the progress of his program to his skills as a basketball player and a lot of stuff in between. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Matt Campbell. Well, Matt, it feels like we're kind of in one of the very rare times of the year that the Bergstrom football complex is kind of quiet here over the next few weeks. Uh, kind of tell me what happens for you guys this time of the year. I think this is the biggest time for us to really reevaluate our own football team. You know, our kids just got done meeting with our with our position coach. And matter of fact, just got done meeting with me as, as our head coach. Where are you in your program? Where do you stand? These next 14 weeks for us until we get to fall camp are critical in terms of the, the continued development of our football team. I really enjoy this time of year because with our own players, we can really reevaluate where we're at and where they're at and then put together a plan for them to be really successful when they come back and we can really re-engage them in, in the summer months for our football team. I think the other piece of it is evaluation mode is in recruiting and you know our coaching staff. Recruiting so accelerated in so many ways where I think we you're, you've really got a really good sense of what you're looking for and who you're in it with and who you're not in it with. And now you get as a coaching staff, unfortunately they don't let the head coach go out on the road, but our assistant coaches can go out on the road and really get a great pulse for what's going on in recruiting. Dig a little bit deeper on the character and the commitment and maybe the growth that some of these guys that we are recruiting have made and allow us to make some final, you know, some final pushes on some guys for this 2018 recruiting class. So really important time and a really evaluated time in terms of the recruiting process, but uh, really one of the most unique times of year in our football program. Speaking of recruiting, the class that is incoming includes a couple of guys that uh, I'm sure you're pretty excited to get on campus and Camilo Tangamoa and Dave Dawson. Tell me a little bit about how important those first couple months on campus are for guys that don't come in in the spring. Yeah, well, I think it's it's absolutely critical. Being in this process before where you're either taking, you know, late grad, late junior college transfers or taking, you know, fifth-year graduate transfers, the key to them is getting them on campus and bridging that gap that maybe they missed in terms of conditioning or in terms of development and skill development. And so both those guys are guys that certainly can help the quality of our football team, you know, this coming year. But both guys that we got to get in here, we've got to get adjusted to football life, um, and really got to get themselves into into great shape. So once they get to fall camp, they've actually got the ability to compete. Well, the NFL draft is going on as we're conducting this interview. And first of all, how do you grade out the Browns on day one? They do all right. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was I was proud of the Browns. The, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I've seen too many years where we trade up and get a quarterback that hasn't panned out. And, you know, there's so many holes that I think just getting quality players and allowing those guys to develop and grow really important for them. And I thought they did a great job of that last night. Now, you do have quite a few guys from Toledo that you recruited and coached that are going to be selected in the NFL draft, and I'm sure that the day is coming where that's going to be the case here at Iowa State, too. How important is that piece of the puzzle going to be for your continued growth of this program to start putting more guys in the NFL? Well, I, I think ultimately you want to you want guys that have the ability to compete at the highest level. At Toledo, we're going to have four kids drafted this weekend and probably have three other kids in this in that senior class that's going to sign priority free agent contracts. And that's pretty good for a Mid-American Conference school. And I, I think that you always go to why were we able to have success? Well, 
I think getting your roster to the best 105-man roster you can get and then developing those kids within your program is really, really important. And obviously it's the same thing in here at Iowa State. There's The formula is almost exactly the same as getting those players within your program and then creating that best roster you can, create competition, and then allow that to, to create great growth. And so, you know, at Toledo, we hadn't had a lot of guys that, that had gotten drafted, but a lot of guys that are playing in the NFL but this was, you know, this was really our my first recruiting class that we were able to put together as a head coach. And I think you saw the success before them really start to nurture. And now I think you're going to see some things happen for them. And it just shows that we build it the right way. And, and really, I think we've got the same building blocks of what we've done here at Iowa State. And I think great things are going to happen even in the near future for Iowa State in terms of guys drafted and having the ability to get guys to go continue to play in the National Football League. You know, Coach, a lot of the success that Iowa State's had through the years, a big part of it has been walk-ons. And I think of guys like Lane Danielson and Jack Whitford, uh, that came into this program as walk-ons. More recently, Mitch Harger, Josh Jollis. Who's the next kid? Who, who's the next kid in this program that uh, you're really excited about that, that originally walked onto this program? You know, I think we're really fortunate. And you look at Iowa State in general, I think it's something that means so much. There's so many young kids in this state that grow up and they want to be Cyclones. And whether they they came to Jack Trice Stadium or they've, they've their parents graduated from here and it's one of the things that I think is really special about our job here is no matter how you come into this program, it's really, really important for us to recruit young people to come into this program, whether it's a scholarship player or a young man that walks on and pays early on. You just don't know who's going to be the next guy that really says their development and take their game to a level where they can help a program be successful. And we're fortunate to have some guys. Spencer Benton, you know, is a name that, that certainly comes to, to mind early on is a guy that really started to showcase himself last year on the defensive side of the football, did some really, really good things. And, you know, a guy that's that's really competing to be a starter at the defensive end spot coming out of spring practice. And not only there, but special teams, Braxton Lewis, a, a young kid for us that played some at safety a year ago, a guy that can play all three or four special teams for us in terms of success and the guy that's just a really sharp, sharp smart football player. You, you know, you look at Jamal Richardson, another kid that's cut out of that same mold, plays corner, can play a little bit of that nickel position for us on defense, but also a guy that, that should play on four special teams, a guy that kind of can be the ringleader of, of what we do in terms of special teams football. You know, Jack Spreen's a guy that was that guy that earned a scholarship on this football team and is kind of the captain of our special teams play. Kind of picked up, uh, picked up the you know the towel when Josh left of, of that guy that that's kind of the do it all kind of guy for us. So we've got some of those guys and even some young guys in our program that are really starting to to come to that fruition. I think we've really hit well on just even in a year and a half the guys we've been able to bring on and the kids that are already in the program that have done a great job. So it'll continue to be a focal point for us. We just had a couple of weeks ago the Scholar Athlete Award Banquet over at Hilton Coliseum and it was great to see so many football players represented. Academically, you, you've got to be pleased with where this team is headed. 
Well, I, it's a it's a priority now, and I think that's the thing that I you see our kids. They're almost competing to be get their name on the on the front of the board. You walk into that team room, and 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 there's a big the big board of academic success, and you know that's important to kids. And I think once you make things a priority, it's amazing to see 18 to 22 year old kids take those as priorities. And our kids have done a great job. And you talk about that award bank when you got a kid like Spencer Benton who. You know, 3.98 GPA kid, and you, you see so many of our guys that are overachieving. I think last fall semester we had over 16 kids that had over a 3.5 GPA or wow. above, and and you know I think collectively over 50 some kids that had a 3.0 GPA or above, and you know those are things that are great to talk about and compete, and because I think when you when you learn to sacrifice off the field in terms of academics and you don't shortcut and things that really direct the true impact on your life, you really can count on those kids to have success on the football field because they're not going to shortcut you in their training and how they go about their day-to-day business and studying the game of football. So we've made it a priority. I'm really anxious to see what this fall or this spring semester looks like for our football team. But I think our kids have really done a great job of applying in the classroom and trying to strain to be the best they can be. You also won the uh, Cycle and Service Award for the team that did the most hours of community service. And your guys do. They get out. They do the Mary Greeley Hospital visit on Fridays. But it's so much more than that, reading to kids. Just the, your guys are out in the community. That's, uh, that's a big part of their growth as a, a man during their time at Iowa State, isn't it? I, I really believe so. And, you know, I, I think the thing that, I'm grateful for is you came into a tradition here that I think dates back to I'm sure Coach McCarney, you know, and, and so many coaches before myself that understood the impact that you can make on this community. And I think one of the, the fantastic things about being at Iowa State is your reach can be really powerful if your message is powerful. And, you know, I, I think that's the one thing we talk so much about to our kids is the ability to give more of yourself than you take from the program. And our kids do a great job of it. Um, it's, it's certainly something that we take a lot of pride in is our opportunity to give back and make a difference because it's these fans and these people that give so much to us on a week-in, week-out basis and the support that we get just to be able to give back and help out in this community, it means the world to us. Something I think is really cool that you've started is this mentor program. And tell me kind of where that's going and um, how exciting that is to see it kind of grow in the way it is. It was really rewarding even at our mentor banquet right at the end of spring practice to to watch our juniors, you know, get, get rewarded, to be honest with you, with a former player in our program that professionally is out there succeeding in, in in either the same or similar professional field that some of our young guys are going into. And the purpose of it in general is so many times we talk about mentors when you come out of high school and you go into college, but I think one of the areas that being the player, being the guy that was in that situation that is so critical is now you get to be a junior or senior in a college program, you've sacrificed physically and mentally to this program. How do we support these guys leaving our program and giving them every opportunity to chase their goals and dreams? And it used to be, you know, in college, get a get a degree and you're set for life. But unfortunately, now it's it's not that. It's 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 creating a network for yourself. It's creating an identity and where that support can come from. It's one of the great things about being a Cyclone is we've got so many former players that are out really having true success 
as, you know, using their education and applying that to success. And so, you know, that's been my, my hope is to give every junior going into their senior year somebody that is in their professional field that's a former player that can help them create that network, whether it's internships or whether it's the opportunity to build a resume or how do I apply for a job and create that connection, not just for one or two years, but hopefully you create that connection for life. So it's been great in our former players. I couldn't be more grateful for their willingness to come back and make a difference. You mentioned that this is a big time for the rest of your staff to be on the road recruiting a little bit. How about for yourself personally through the years as an assistant coach, as a head coach, coordinator, whatever the case may be, was there a a favorite memory that sticks out in your mind about recruiting or something that happened that was kind of funny that happened to you along the way that uh, maybe people would get a chuckle out of? Recruiting so crazy all the time. You know, I, I in our early days at Toledo when I was an assistant, it was it was so crazy because it was such a young staff, to be honest with you. And and our head coach was was so all over the place. I, one of my favorite stories was we were recruiting and um, we went to see a kid in Cleveland. And the next day we were supposed to fly to Minneapolis to to see a kid that was committed to us, but. I think at that time Minnesota was coming in well and he was an offensive lineman so I was coaching him it was offensive ball and I had the head coach with me and so I knew if Minnesota was going to offer him the kid was going to go to Minnesota I don't know if our head coach thought that should happen at the time so he so I, I kind of said hey listen Minnesota's coming to see him he said well we're not going to fly we're going to drive through the night great so <laughs> literally we drive from Cleveland all the way to Minneapolis get there um, through the night and um, but lo and behold Minnesota did offer and the kids still went to Minnesota so um, that was one of my wildest stories and I, 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 I will always remember that and I hope I'm never the head coach that says we're driving through the night from Cleveland to Minneapolis to, to get the kid that's probably going to go to Minnesota but uh, that, that was maybe one of my wildest stories in, in recruiting. You know, I noticed through the basketball season that you really are a big basketball fan. And I I can tell you love the game. You follow the Cavs very closely and stuff. But now when you were a player, were you an attitude and effort guy or were you a talent guy? No, total attitude and effort guy. (laughs) My my wife always tells this story because she was a cheerleader at the time. And so I I did, and I'm not proud of this, but I I led our, our basketball team in technical fouls. And um, I, you know, I played the game of, of basketball like I played football. And I, as, lo and behold, I end up marrying my wife. And, and her mom tells this story that her grandfather was a sports fanatic. And he came to the basketball game and said, um, this is maybe my junior or senior year before we started dating, man, who's that Matt Campbell kid? What a hothead. And so I think that probably explains a lot of my basketball playing career. But uh, I do love it. You know, Coach Prohm and I are, have got such a great relationship and and I, I've fallen in love with Iowa State basketball and and um, you know obviously a, a Cleveland Cavs fan as well but uh, I, I love basketball I, I was always passionate about it growing up and I just wish I was more skilled at it than I was but uh, but love basketball obviously uh, the success of Iowa State basketball can help your program and vice versa because you're bringing in recruits to their games and, and vice versa yeah it's it's been so fantastic I, you know I, it really gave us great momentum this first year and a half here is you know the the first two recruiting classes being able to bring our kids into Hilton Coliseum and to be honest with you the willingness of coach Prohm and his staff to spend time with our recruits and vice versa you know our, our, our willingness to sit down and you know I, I think 
that's the one thing that I, I, I'm so grateful. I've never been in a place where you have such a great relationship with the basketball coaches and that, that entire staff from Coach Prone down, the willingness to see you know, our football program be successful and we would do anything for Coach Prome, you know, and his staff to see that basketball program be successful. It's really unique. And, and um, again, I, I, I've got such respect for him and what they do over there. So it's been really rewarding to see our programs come together as one in a lot of ways. Coach, going into the fall, what's the position group that maybe you're most excited to see how much they can grow? Uh, in this coming year? Well, I, I think two areas, really, the offense and defensive line. Um, I think we've really changed the talent level of that group in a year. Um, we've been really able to grow the talent, but that's one part of it. The next part of it is the development piece, and I've really seen that both of those groups make great strides as the spring went along. We really need these next 14 weeks to hit on all cylinders. We still got to get bigger and stronger. You know, if you haven't played game reps, then you got to get quality, full speed practice reps. And we can't shortcut that in terms of knowing how critical the next 14 weeks are. But what I love about it is how talented that group is. And but really both sides of the ball. And I, I think it's a group that really has a chance to grow. And the success of this year's team will really be predicated on how fast and how willing they're really willing to strain at this moment because to be young really doesn't become an excuse anymore and when you're talented and you've shown the ability to do it then I really become that is an excuse when you're not doing it consistently so it's going to be really fun to watch the growth of, the, of those two groups and, and watch them come the early part of the fall did they sacrifice in June and July to really play great football early in the early next season for us. Next September, you're going to Akron. You've got 12 guys, including yourself, on the staff from Ohio. Yeah. How much fun will that be to see a, a lot of uh, extended family members and just a lot of extra people in the stands cheering for the Cyclones? Well, I, I certainly think it'll be neat for us to be back home. You know, the, un, unfortunately, the fun part is, is you got to go play Akron. You know, and Akron's one of those tricky teams that I, I told this story. We were at Toledo, and and I think everybody's the same thing going back to Northeast Ohio, and they had three weeks off. We hadn't we had played like I think four days earlier, and we end up getting beat thirty to twenty nine, and so. Coach Bowden does a great job, you know, and and they're a, they're a team that you you really never want to play early in the season because they they're sometimes they're hitting at all cylinders early. So, I think we got enough respect too for the team that we're going to go play that it's going to be enjoyable to be going back and knowing the area and at least we have an understanding of what we're getting ourselves into, but uh, also with the respect and the knowledge that it'll be a great challenge for our Cyclones and and, a, and another opportunity for us to get better. So, it's rewarding to be there and, and be back home but you go with caution knowing you know the challenge at hand well for one of the rare times ever mike green your great sports information director is uh he's hoping for our night game so that he can go to the rock and roll hall of fame <laughs> now i know you're not going but if you were going to the rock and roll hall of fame what's the first display you'd go to i am a beach boy fanatic okay. and a lot of people don't know that about me so i uh, you know for whatever reason it's 60s and 70s like the dick clark oldies cds i got those at home and so I, I'd be I'd be hanging out in that that area, but the Beach Boys, I love the Beach Boys. Games last year, coach, you went on the road, you won at Kansas, you come back, and you really uh, handled Texas Tech very soundly. How important was that in kind of validating what you guys had been trying to get across as your message to have some success on the field like that late in the season? Oh, you know, I think it was imperative. Um, I think it really allowed 
the true growth to occur that we've had the last four or five months. And, you know, I, I, I think what winning those two games did was it showed us how close we, we, we were, what maybe could have been had we really applied ourselves, you know, the year, you know, that, that spring before in terms of January, February, March, April, May, all the things that were teaching lessons. And, and we said, this is going to catch up with you. At some point, at some time, this is going to catch up with you. So it wasn't a wonderment why we couldn't close out some of those games against Baylor and Oklahoma State. But what you saw was our kids continue to learn and never get disappointed with that and grow and say, you know, we're going to apply it, we're going to learn from it, and we're going to continue to grow and then have the ability to really play like we did. And, you know, even the West Virginia game, I think if you really go back and study that football game, you know, you're in it. You know, if you, the ball, you know, if, if we, one or two things go a different way, it wasn't like we, we didn't play well. We just, we didn't have the opportunity to capitalize on some things against the top 10 team that maybe we needed to do. But I think there was just that feeling leaving the month of November where ultimately that's your goal. You want to play your best football in the month of November and have a chance to compete for championships. And our kids felt that and saw what that looked like. And I really think that gave us profound momentum going into really understanding process, really understanding what one day at a time looks like, what each segment of the year of a college student athlete looks like, winter has got to look like this and then why. You know, spring practice has got to look like this and why. The summer's got to look like this and why. And you can now tangibly apply it to what occurred a year ago. I, I thought it was huge for us. This will be your second go around in the Big 12. How important was it for you personally in year one to just kind of listen and absorb and observe as much as you could about the conference as you went to the different places around the league and, and kind of get a feel for what it's going to take to be competitive in this league. Yeah, that was huge. You know, you can study it on film. There was a lot of knowledge that we got from film study. But to be able to get into some of the environments that we went to, to be able to really see how these teams were built mm -hmm. and structurally built, um, I think it gave you a really good understanding and maybe reaffirmed a lot of what you knew you wanted to become and then maybe tweak in some areas what you, what you really thought to how do we capitalize to get ourselves to that point as quickly as we need to get to. And so it was a great learning experience and I think it'll only continue to help us as we build our own program and really build it from the ground up the right way and the way we see it fit to be, to be competitive, just like you said, to go win championships in this conference. You hired Aaron Hillman, and it seems that there's a real focus right now on student-athlete development within your program. Diet, nutrition, sleep, the right workout regimen. Why are those things so important to you in, in going forward with this program? Well, I, I think that the thing for me is we've always gotten a lot of credit in recruiting. And we're going to work hard at recruiting because we're all tied in it together. There's a great philosophy on we're not going to shortcut in some areas and we're always going to get kids that are going to work hard. And I think we finally got this roster to where the majority of it looks that way and feels how we want it to look like. But what separated us at Toledo and I think what has to separate us here is don't just get good players. How do we develop these young men to become, I've always said this, our job is to get kids to reach their full potential. 18 to 22 year old young people today, that is a process. You have to understand it and it's not just playing football. It's eating right, it's sleeping right, it's taking care of your body. It's making sure every part of 
what happens in our own building from sports rehab to nutrition to the, the strength and conditioning room, they're all on the same page and they're tied together and our kids, everybody's making sure they know what's going on with our kids to give our kids that opportunity to do it. And eventually you want an 18 to 22 year old to be to the point where he is, he's either going to do it or he's not, but there's nothing that we didn't do or strain to do to give this young person the opportunity to reach his full potential. And so I think what Aaron's done is he's tied all that together. He's he's brought it all together. He's opened the doors. He's, we've created those conversations. And he's allowed us to really dive into each kid individually. What's it going to take for him to reach his full potential? So, Coach, the other part of that equation is you have to have kids that buy into that and love football. And you've talked about that a lot, just finding the right kids that really love this game and want more than anything to develop to their full potential. Are you getting more kids like that in your program now? Yeah, and ultimately that's our job. Our job is to go out and find those kids, evaluate and recruit those kind of kids. And then I think what naturally occurs is that's the culture and then the standard that no matter who comes into your program, they have to live by it. And when the majority of your kids have that standard to themselves, it becomes infectious. I think once that standard goes too far the other way, then I think the guys that don't love football, they can take over the program. And so, you know, you always do as good a job as you possibly can. But I think that's something I'm always measuring, you know, I, I, especially as you continue to build a program. What does that feel like? What's that look like? And in recruiting, we all know this, you're never going to be 100%. And I get that. I understand that. But I think your culture you can always be really close to 100%. And that's really important to me and really our coaching staff as we build this program, doing it the right way, not shortcutting elite talent for minimal character or minimal love for football because we know when things get tough, those guys aren't going to be there when you need them the most. Matt, thanks for taking so much time, and I hope you've been brushing up on the Cyclone feud because uh, we're expecting big things from you and Jamie this year. Well, I, I can tell you this, you know, Coach Prohm, he gave, me, he gave me this tidbit a year ago that he had studied Family Feud leading up to this event, and so I'm, I'm telling you, every Saturday for the last three Saturdays, I've been watching the Family Feud, so I'll be ready. Um, I'm, we're in it to win it, and, and it's redemption time, so I, I just hope, I hope Jamie Pollard's been studying too.